Yes, people, welcome back to episode seven of Cam's Conversations. Um, thank you for being here. Uh, today I'm joined right. by Jeremiah. Um, Jeremiah, do you want to give them, so, uh, give them a little about you? Uh, obviously, name's Jeremiah, uh, 21 years old, and um, play football, footballer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's really it, to be honest. <laughs> um, how long have you been playing football for? Um, my earliest memories, I'll say, since I was about nine, oh, yeah. about eight, nine years old, yeah. Um, I started off, well, my brother, actually, older brother, he's 24. Mm-hmm. He started off, like, training, playing football. And obviously, being a younger brother, mm-hmm. I just wanted to, you know, tell my mum, ah, oh, I want to go play football like Elijah. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I just I started off there, really, yeah. Where, where, where did you grow up? Are you local or? Um, grew up like Islington area, like yeah, central London. Yeah, yeah I've been uh, been living here for yeah, obviously all my life now. Yeah. Okay, man. So, um, obviously, well, as I, I played a lot of football in my time as well, so I can kind of tell that you've definitely had um, had some hardships within that. Um, yeah. I can definitely I can definitely vouch for that. So I'm excited to listen to this. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, let's get straight into it. Let's dive into uh, into your past. Um, so, what I want to start with, um, same old question that I ask everybody. Um, what's been your toughest experiences with your mental health? Uh, is there any life experiences that you might have gone through where your mental health has been really tested or obviously within your school or whatever jobs you've had, school, can be anything. Um, obviously, you're here to enlighten the people, so I'm going to hand it over to you and I'm just going to soak it in, bro. Okay. Um, I'll say my earliest like memories of like, mental health, uh, I'll say probably when I was 16, I got my scholarship at Yeovil. Okay. And uh, that meant I had to like move away from home, which is nothing I've ever done before. Yeah. So I obviously finished my GCSEs um, and literally in the summer, like literally just moved out. Mm. And then you're going to live with um, like your Diggs family. So that's like another separate whole family. Yeah. So um, I'll say like, I didn't, I, I didn't really struggle, you know, to integrate and to, to get to know them because like the type of person I am, I'm quite conf- confident and bubbly so I can get along with people. Yeah. I'll say when, you know, you're, you're, you're only young, you're, very, you're 16, yeah. you're trying to get a professional contract and, like, you know, like, obviously I'm black and I'm going to, like, a, a place where it's predominantly white people yeah. and you stay in a white family, so the cultures are different. Yeah. Their ways are different to, you know, what your mum and dad would be at home. Hmm. So I, get that. I remember, like, the Diggs family I was with, I didn't really get along with the, the man. Oh, really? He, yeah, he was like... Uh, I wouldn't say racist, but he was just, um, it was his way or no way. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm very like, you know, fixed headed. I'm like, it, I'm also, it's my way or no way as well. Mm. Like sometimes, you know, like uh, I'll be, be at training and then I'll get like a, a uh, like someone from the office, the academy office will call me over and he'll be like, oh, you need to sit down to talk, talk to you about your digs. And I'll be like, oh, what's the problem? Mm. And uh, they'll be like, oh, we've had a complaint saying that you've done X, Y, Z. But the complaints are very, very small. Like, it's actually quite funny. Like, he would be like, oh, Jeremiah didn't wash his fork or he didn't he didn't wash his knife or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was, it, was, it sounds really small, but when it 
happens time and time again and you'll figure to yourself like what's going on like yeah. am i am i the problem why doesn't he like me you know um i've never gone through anything like this before mm. and then it starts to, starts to take a toll on your football yeah obviously when i was a uh, when i was 16 like compared to what i am now i was like quite quite chubby quite like big okay yeah so but i never really saw that that's not until i went into a, a full-time football environment where the other lads were like I don't know, like 10 kg uh, smaller than me, mm. uh, 20 kg uh, smaller than me. Yeah, so I remember like my first six weeks uh, being at Yeovil, the manager said to me, ah, oh, he just said, oh, you're too fat. Like he said, you're too fat. You're not going to be in my team until you lose some weight. So now and I was like, oh, like, you know, all right, cool. So yeah. I remember like every morning I used to like go into the gym before training and get on the treadmill, mm. get in a rowing machine, and you know just try and lose weight try and lose weight try and lose weight yeah. and then i had my digs guy you know in my ear going to the club telling me ah oh, he's doing this he's doing that he's doing this so like both of them wasn't wasn't helping me at all no. like at all and um you know at clubs they say oh you can come and talk to us if you have problems you know don't be afraid but i think that's easier said than done because it's, it's, it's hard, you know, to just go to someone and be like, oh, you know, I'm struggling with this, I'm struggling with that. And I was kind of like, you know, being a, being a boy as well, mm. I was kind of, like my rep not really reputation, but my ego to yeah. go to my teammates and be like, oh, look, listen, oh, I'm kind of struggling with this. Can you help me out with this? But I did have, you know, there was like, I'll say there was about five or six of us mm. from London. Okay. And they did, I didn't ask for help, but they did help me out a lot. Because they was um, second year, so they was a year older than me. Yeah. So yeah. they knew the kind of process and how it all goes and how it and how it went. Mm. So they helped me a lot in my time there and in my first year there. Sorry. So um, but yeah. Um, so then I'll say, so I lost all the weight. Yeah. Good. I lost 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 a lot of weight. Yeah. Um, good. and then that's when I started to really get playing and you know I was finding my feet, finding my feet, yeah. but I was still having problems with my digs, and he used to um you call my mum. And when you start to call my mum and, uh, and my dad, that's when it, it really started to affect me because yeah. I was like, if you're, if you have, if you're going to my parents, then you must really have a problem with me. And I didn't understand what the problem he had with me at all. And I was like, and I'm, I don't like conflict at all. No. I hate, I can't stand it. Mm. So uh, I never ever went to him and be like, what's the problem between me and you? I never, I just used to just, literally, I used to just come back from training, go straight to my room, like be on my phone, be on the laptop yeah. until dinner. We come down for dinner and go straight back up. Yeah. So um, I remember like near the end of the season in my first year, he um, he he kicked me out. He didn't want me in his digs. Yeah, he, I, he didn't want me in my digs, and like it 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 hurt me. So I remember I had a meeting with my caddy manager okay. and all the other coaches, and they said like, oh like this is not good. Like we don't know what we're gonna do with you. And when I heard that, it's like, I thought they're going to release me. I thought, oh, like, my football career is done. Mm. Then they said, oh, we don't know what we're going to do with you. Um, your digs, like, they don't want you. And we can't find you a new housing. So I said, like, I don't know what the problem is. Yeah. And it got to a point where, like, I remember finished the meeting and I was, like, going back to the changing room. And, like, I've actually never told anyone this before. I just broke down in tears. Like, I literally started crying because... It's, it was like, the thing I is, thought, that's it. it exactly. I, mean, I think 
one people that listen into this that don't really have football background or anything like that, to yeah. find digs is hard. And, hard, yeah. and for something like that, and especially, I think, for managers and academy managers and people within the football club, I think if they see stuff like that happening, they're instantly going to assume that it's the kid because you're yeah. young and all of this. Yeah. Exactly, Whereas yeah. If it's simply just a man being prejudiced against you because of your skin colour and he's, and he's coming even with the smallest of complaints... Mm. the club might brush it off but if they just keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing yeah. it they, then they're just going to be like they might not believe it but they're going to get fed up with it it's of course like, and I think for that to happen especially where like a lot of people don't know but in that elite like professional environment you kind of need everything to run smoothly you like you don't have time for anything you don't you, you literally simply don't have time for anything yeah. outside of that so for like mm-hmm. things like that, and especially where you've moved out at such a young age, mm-hmm. and it's not like it's a small travel either. Like you've gone from London, growing up in London, to Yeovil, 16 mm-hmm. years old, and mm-hmm. then now you're being dealt with all these problems. It's not like you can go home and like mum and dad are there, like yeah. siblings or whatnot. Like mm-hmm. you go home and you're going home to the problem that's affecting you. Exactly, you exactly, yeah. And everything like that, so... Yeah, that's yeah, that's nuts. And yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was crazy, yeah. And um, so yeah, I broke down in tears. I just remember like crying. And I thought mm. my football career is gone. Like everything I've worked so hard for is yeah. done. Like literally. So I remember one of my like my good teammates. He came outside, mm. and like I tried to wipe my tears. But he's obviously yeah. clocked out crying. Yeah. And I remember like I was just like I was telling him I was like his name's called Samian. And I was like oh Samian like it's it's done. They don't want me anymore. I don't know what I've done. And I'm like, bad and I'm bawling. And he's like, like, he, he gave me a cuddle. And like, it's quite funny because like, he's like, I'm six foot four. He's like, he's like five foot six. Yeah. So <laughs> he's proper tiny in it. So I've gone to like cuddle him, but like I'm bending over. But it's, it's weird because I, I needed that. I needed someone to just like, just, it sounds, it sounds, it sounds like, like weak, but I need someone to cuddle me and to hold me at that moment of time. Exactly that. I, and to, someone to understand me because mm. literally everything wasn't was not going my way even down to like my college work I, I'll go to college and I don't want to do college work I, I just want to toss it off mm. I don't want to be here I just want to be at home and I even like contemplated I remember contemplating like is, is this football like path career is it really for me because you know as you said in the I was just used to playing like Sunday league and with my mates and I stepped into their elite world and I never knew how hard it was like honestly i thought it was just going to be like a like a breeze or for fun yeah. i never knew it i never knew football had more than just a pass the ball so just head of a ball you know I, yeah. i've i've actually like see i was i always say now that football is 90 90 like mentally and 10 percent of like your physical and your technical ability i 100 percent agree with you 100 yeah agree with you because I, I went through something similar where i was young i was probably 14 and I was, mm-hmm. doing, I was doing well with my Sunday league and Croydon district and everything like mm-hmm. that. Um, so I then managed to get, um, I got picked up by Brighton. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So then um, obviously when you're young, it's just like, it's like they offer you the six-week trial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of that. Um, so I did that and then 
I remember just because, especially when I was younger, because of my anxiety and how like much I overthought things and everything like that, I was thinking mm-hmm. like one bad pass is going to get me released and like yeah, this. yeah, so, it was just yeah. a massive mental game. Like yeah. there was nothing, there was no question about my ability. It was just all my mental, and then mm. I ended up leaving there, um, and then went back to playing Sunday League. Had the worst season, and then <laughs> well again. Um, yeah. Went back to Brighton. The same scout picked me up again. And I was like, "All right, I've got to go again." Like, I'm yeah, yeah. Too half-heartedly last time. Yeah. And then I did two weeks of my trial, and then they mm-hmm. asked me to go on like, uh, not a tour, but we went to Arden Lyle College, and we did like we went to do a week there. Mm-hmm. I remember I was well, I was bricking it, so obviously I'm nervous as hell. Yeah. Like, um, all the all the same boys that were there when I was there last time. It's literally the exact same squad, probably bar two players. Okay, um, yeah. So I'm, I was just thinking, I was like, I'm going back into this straight into Ardenlaw College. I'm mm-hmm. with all the second years. Um, no, not even with second years because I was too young. I was with all the players that were in the year above me. So basically, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then first training session. I'd been there for probably about two hours. We packed our stuff away. We had a bit of lunch and then we went to mm-hmm. training. Mm-hmm. For some reason, they've slapped me in with the older boys and I was oh. like, oh, this is not... Oh, no. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, I was just like, all right, cool. Just deal with it. Right. Yeah. We did our warm-up and then we went into um, some little technical drills and then we did a attack v defence. Mm-hmm. So I was, a, I was a winger at the time and they put me at... Um, left back mm-hmm. and then I remember the right winger for the year above was was um, was the captain so he's taking it down the line I've slide tackled him great challenge everyone's clapping but he has absolutely lost his shit as I'm standing up he's all squaring up to me and all of this in the middle of training yeah I'd been there for three hours and obviously where I'm now I'm thinking holy shit <laughs> so I'm just walking away but this kid don't want to stop yeah, and then it just fizzles out on that. Um, and then training's done. Um, we go and have our downtime, chill in the room for a bit, and that. And then we come down for dinner. And before before everyone walked to the dinner hall, you you met at like an assembly point. So we went to this room, and everyone would meet there, and we walked down as a team. So like obviously like as a team bond and stuff and that. Mm-hmm. Right, I walked into this room, and do not think everyone. Just stared at me. Was like, oh, there he is, there he is. And I was like, bro, I called my pet. I called my dad. I said, come and get me. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not I, yeah, yeah. The gaffer. I just said, sorry. I said, like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That picked me up. I cried the whole way home. Two hour journey. I cried mm-hmm. the whole way home. Yeah, I'm really? broken. I was broken. And then oh. ever since then, I've got. Uh, yeah, I went back playing. Was playing well. Um, and then. I've got obviously you get all the interest, you get all the like all the scouts come down to your games and like, yeah, yeah, we'll come back and watch you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just just a bad luck thing. And then Yeah. But like, I, I honestly like it's so nice. I've been waiting for this because to to hear it from someone else as well. Mm. It's just like, oh, it's just like a massive yeah. thing, do you know what I mean? It's like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. people, people think like we said there. Football is not about how good you are at football. No, it's honestly not. It's every other thing that goes on outside yeah. of the thing. And I know I've seen um, I've seen your, your good friends with a lot of footballers. 
So yeah, yeah. It's just like you, you, you got that perfect support bubble where, like, you got people in that professional environment, and yeah. you all know what's going on. So you've got them people yeah. that back you up and hold you mm-hmm. if something's gonna go wrong. But yeah, like for people not listening, like people listening that don't understand it. The football world is a cruel world, man. Oh, mate, it's cool, man. It's cool. It's scary, man. It's, it is scary, but... Um, yeah, so you, you have your meeting. Um, yeah. They tell you that Diggs don't want you anymore. What, what, yeah. happens, what happens from here? Um, yeah, so the Diggs don't want me. And this is like... I say about a few days just before we have like our end-of-season review where our parents come in, have the meeting and that. So they've obviously told my mum and dad, like mum and dad are like, they're, they're confused, like, because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a naughty kid. The, the yeah. guy was portraying me to be like naughty and said I had a chip on my shoulder and I, he thought I was, I don't know, like cocky or whatever. So my mum and dad are like, that's the sign of my son at all. Like, that's not him. Yeah. So we've come, I remember we've, season's done, we've had, having our meetings and the academy managers and they're saying like, your son has potential to be, you know, a very good player and can go on to do great things, but he has to, you know, focus, buckle down and whatever. Yeah. And like my mum, she, she, they also, she, mum and dad care about the football, but they just wanted to understand like, why is my son getting kicked out of his digs? Like, why does, why is he not going to have a home to come back to in his second year? And they had a list, like my, my, my coach had a list from my digs guy of all the things you know, that I was, he wasn't happy with. And obviously, you know, I said, not washing the, the fork, not washing the knife, um, not deep cleaning my room, stuff, just, I think the craziest one was, so I would go downstairs, yeah, and I'll make a cup of tea. Yeah. And he said, because I didn't ask anybody else if they wanted a cup of tea, it pissed him off. <laughs> that was the craziest thing. And I was just like, what? Like, yeah. How's that even possible? Like, I'm, I was honestly gobsmacked, absolutely gobsmacked. And I just remember, so going back to London, I'm just like in the back of my in the back of my dad's car, and I'm just like secretly crying. Like, I've got my hands in my head, and I'm like, like tears are coming down because I thought I'm not coming back to Yeovil because nobody wants me, and that's how I felt. I thought nobody wants me, yeah. and I remember at the time there was another player. Um, he was like really excellent, and he was like pushing onto first team, and I thought like. How come he's everything's going fine for him, yeah. but then someone like me, like nothing, nothing's going well for me at all, nothing. Yeah. So um, yeah, I was to come back to London, and as you said, you know, my majority of my mates are all play football. Yeah. And I, I just remember like, like just being around them yeah. and just hearing, just um, obviously most of my mates like they obviously play at a much higher level than what I play at, yeah. and just hearing like going what they're struggling with. Is similar to what I'm struggling with, and I and that made me feel kind of better because I said, no matter what level you're playing at or your age or whatever, it's like everyone's going through the same kind of things. Like even me and you, like yeah. you know, never met each other. We're just only talking now, yeah. and gone through something similar. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So it made me feel like kind of better. Yeah, and then even like my mates who don't play football as well. They were going through stress with their, I think they were doing their A levels back then. Yeah, their A levels. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they would like stress about their A levels, and it's and it's kind of it's kind of like funny. Like what I'm about to say is like I was almost happy and glad that everybody had struggles because I'm not the only one. 
So I thought, oh, like, Jerry, like, you're not the only one who's going through this. Like, your mates are going through it. Your mates you play for XYZ are going through it. Yeah. And your friends who are studying XYZ are going through it. Like, everybody's going through something. I think, yeah, I think it's, very, very, it's a very, yeah. I think, like, well, the moment you realise that, it does feel like that weight on your shoulders is, like, yeah. taking off. That's how, yeah, that's it, how I felt, you know, yeah. You know where, you, where you've been going through it for so long? Mm-hmm. You think it like it does it and it eats you up. You're just like, why right. is only me? Like, what? Yeah. You see this person doing that and this person doing that, and you're like, yeah. But why isn't he doing that? Like, why yeah. is he having to suffer and all of this? But then, yeah. As you get older, you realize like it's just about that thing about focusing on your journey and yeah, like, exactly. I'm gonna focus on me and my journey mm-hmm. because if I'm watching mm-hmm. watching the next man, yeah, I'm not gonna be able to reach my potential. Yeah. And, I, know that. I think as you, once again, as you get older, you realize everyone's going through something, and everyone, oh, honestly, yeah. everyone's got their struggles, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's it's us two talking as um, people who like love football. Mm-hmm. I talk to somebody else, and they're going through some something similar mm-hmm. to me, but they're exactly, yeah. a whole different field. Like, and I think exactly, that's, yeah. that's the power of talking up. Like, mm-hmm. exactly. Like, yeah. like, for the people listening. Like me and me and Jerry have never spoken in our life. Jerry reached out to me one day because he saw he saw the mental muscle stuff and he simply just said, I love what you do. And mm-hmm. then I put up a story last week. Jerry popped up, said, Yeah, I'm down, let's do it. And then mm-hmm. even now, the fact that we've been speaking for probably what the best part of 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. I already thought better for the things that I went through as a kid because I know mm-hmm. that you went through something similar. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't just me that had them struggles, like Yeah. So, yeah, man. Yeah. And then, um, so yeah, I've come to like, I've almost like, so we, this, this is like on my, your, I think we get four weeks off just to have time off, obviously. So yeah. I've come back in pre season and I've come back like different type of mentality. Like, mm. you know, I've, I found a new digs. Um, I'm just, I've just come back and I said to myself, like, this is my second year. This is where, Obviously, for the people that don't know, this is like your last year of trying to get a professional contract at your club. Mm. So I've really got to kick on, you know. I really have to really do something. And in the off in the off season, when I was at, in London, I was just in the gym, mm. in the twenty four seven in the gym, just working, working, crafting, crafting, and crafting. And that's also I'll touch on later. That's where my love of gym came from as well. And the gym helped me a lot, like a lot. Yeah. So I remember just. Literally, I'll be in a gym. It'd be 3 a.m. I'm like, do you know what? I'm getting gym. Mm. It'll be, I don't know, 6 a.m. I'm getting gym. So yeah. I really worked for myself and I just came back mentally and physically as a different person. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like in pre-season, I just remember like we went on tour to Sweden. Mm. I was just like one of the best players in my team, just playing, playing. Yeah. And we've come back and then I remember I'm doing really well now and I've got like a text. No, I've got a call from my, from my manager saying that, you might be involved with the first team against AFC Bournemouth. Oh. And I was like, I was like, what? Like, what do you mean? Like, you mean? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, just stay fit. And he told me in the morning, obviously kickoff was in the uh, evening. Yeah. So I remember like, I'm just like panicking. I'm pacing around, pacing around. I remember like, oh, like all the hard work and all the stress mm. that I was going through my first year, you would have, I would have never thought and nobody would have thought that I'm going to be the first one to make my debut out of, you know, all the other scholars. Yeah. And I remember like, you know, making my debut on, on that same day. Yeah. Um, 
playing against all these Premier League stars. And <laughs> like after that, I remember like going into a change of room and then the first team were clapping me. Mm. And that way, just literally, it's like, as you said, the weight off my shoulders. Yeah. Like mentally, I was just a different type of person. Like honestly, like such a different type of person. And yeah. I was just like ex expressing myself. And, and then also it's like, I knew how to so when I was with my new digs I knew the wrongs and rights what to do yeah. because of what I was doing in my old digs so like literally I'll go downstairs make a cup of tea but I'll ask oh, do you want a cup of tea do you want a cup of tea <laughs> to make sure you know what I mean yeah it's funny like I'll go I'll do the dishes and I'll literally go and wash every single person's dishes like just so like they don't have anything to to say and to because I know if they had something to say it would almost trigger that feeling again yeah. And I didn't want that feeling, like, at all. Didn't want to feel like that ever again in my life. Like, literally ever again, yeah. But, then again, another thing, the way that you was acting in your digs would have helped you get yeah. to the professional debut. Because yeah. them, them characteristics stick yeah. a lot in the first team. Yeah, yeah. And to, it does. and to people high up in the club, yeah, yeah, roles, them responsibilities that you you're willing to yeah. carry and you're willing to go out of your way to make other yeah. lives easier. Yeah, bro, that's the best. That's the best way yeah. you can do. And that's uh, you know what? Well done to you for for learning because at such a young age, mm. to happen, mm -hmm. and for you to you 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 pretty much just flipped everything that was going wrong into mm -hmm. the positive. You yeah, you have to, yeah. And then little things, without 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 you even knowing, mm. why you was getting higher and higher and higher. Yeah, so, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was crazy, and um, you just obviously carry on and um, like coming to the end of the season, yeah. it was uh, it was me and it was another another lad called Joe. He's a left back, and me and him, you know, became really really close. Mm. And we thought, everyone thought, ah, oh, like, either one of these or both of them are going to get a professional contract. Like, mm. it has to be. But with Yeovil, they haven't given out a professional contract in three seasons before I was there. So, like, not a single kid. Only one kid, sorry. Sorry, only one kid in three years got a professional contract. It's crazy, yeah. So, I really thought, you know, I could be the one. So, I remember getting into my meeting now for the contracts. And in the back of my mind, I, I, I thought, no, I'm not going to get anything. But I thought, I've done so well, surely they can give me something, you know. Mm. And they just said, oh, unfortunately, we're not going to renew your contract. Like, this is, your, this is it. And, but because I prepared myself for not getting a contract, I wasn't as hurt as I thought I would be. But, however, my world came crashing down because I thought, I thought, what? I spent two years of my life, you know from 16 to 18 here, haven't been to any other club, mm. you know, but what am I going to do now? Like, I started thinking, do I go get a job? Do I go find a new career? Like, do I go to university? Because like, obviously some of the lads, they really, they went to uni, but I said, no, uni's not for me. Yeah. So I just remember my mind pacing around and pacing around thinking, like, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? And like, but like, yeah, like, that was probably another where my mental health was like, like a bit crazy because I'll say to myself if, if I'm not playing football what am I doing like literally that was it mm. it was crazy yeah. yeah and um 
I remember like coming back to London, you know, packed all my things, coming back and like speaking to my agent. And he was like, oh, like I haven't like, as of now, like there's nothing yet. And like, I was really, really worrying, you know, at, at such a young age. And like, obviously like, you've seen a kid from um, Man City who killed himself because uh, he, he got released at Man City. Um, and I'm, and when I saw that, I was like, you know, I could, I could obviously, re I think every footballer, every single footballer in the world can relate to rejection and right. getting released and saying you're not good enough. Like, have, have you, have you gone through that? Oh, mate. <laughs> stupid, stupid. But, and yeah, yeah. Carry on your point because I know it's a good one. Yeah. Um, so, um, I thought, yeah, like, that's it. I'm not, I'm not a footballer. And it was almost, for me, it was that it's, it's the ego side of it. You know, I'm, I take pride in what I do. And all my friends, at this point, they've just signed like three-year deals at Premier League clubs. And, you know, and my friends who don't play football, they've just got their A-level results and they've just got like a new job and they're starting their career. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, I was like, oh, okay, so what am I doing? Like, what am I really going to do? And I contemplated going to university, yeah. but, you know, I wasn't the brightest of kids, but I wasn't the dumbest of kids, but yeah. school wasn't just, it wasn't for me. You know, I knew I wasn't going to go to university, whatever. Okay. I contemplated going, you know, the American scholarship. Yep. That thing, yeah. So like, I had quite a lot of offers from there in like D1 and D2 teams. I, saw, I thought, and now I'm not getting to America because I don't want to do school. So I was just like, what am I really going to do? And in that moment, I'll say it was my family, like my mum, my dad, brother, obviously my brother used to play football, mm. brother, sister, and like my cousin as well, he used to play football as well. And like, they really helped me in terms of like, if this is what you want to do, forget about everything else. Like forget, try and forget about your worries, easier said than done. And just really, you know, focus on the next chapter because this is the next chapter in your life. The same way when I was, I remember when I was 15 and I was panicking thinking, I'm not going to get a scholarship. And then a few months later, I've got a scholarship. It's the same way I have to concentrate now and try and get a professional contract. Yeah. So I remember just once again going to the gym, mm. just gymming it, gymming it, just pumping weights and doing everything I can just to forget about everything. Yeah. On the treadmill, just trying to make myself into a better player, whatever. And then my agents kind of called me and he said, oh, how do you feel about playing abroad? And I've always wanted to play abroad because... Obviously, I'm like mates with uh, Sancho, isn't it? Yeah. So he's at this time he's gone to Germany, and I remember um, being at a gathering with him, and he asked me like, "What are you trying to do next?" And I thought, oh, I said, "I don't know. Like, um, I might go abroad." Yeah. He's like, "Yeah." Like, he he said to me, "Yeah, you go abroad. Like, you know, it's good. I'm enjoying it. Mm. If you want to go, go." So I was like, "Okay, cool." So um, major's like, "Yeah, uh, Slovenia," and I was like, "I was like, what?" I was like who i was like slovenia i was like oh like 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 respect me rate me like come on yeah. man like, what am i gonna do there yeah and he was like he was like no 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 like this can really help you mm. um like push on it's like he said not playing none of that 23s football like you're gonna like play with men so i was like cool whatever so he set up a one-week trial done really well yeah and then i just yeah i just got offered my first uh professional contracts and um once again like all the worries went uh, the weight of my shoulders all went and I remember packing my bags like buzzing absolutely buzzing the way to the airport 
Mm. And, um, and because obviously spending two years away from home, yeah. this didn't phase me at all. Like, yeah. at all. Like, people yeah. say, oh, how, how did you cope? I said, nah, like, I spent two years away. Exactly. I've been through, I've been through, yeah. like, worse than this. Um, yeah. It's going to be easy. Mm. But then again, I've got to Slovenia and I thought, like, I'm going to, I'm going to kick on, I'm going to excel, I'm going to be in the Premier League in the next season. That's what I really thought. Mm. It was far. I say the first, I say the first, so I got there in July. Mm. The first four, like three, four months, oh my goodness, worst three to four months of my life. Like, just, just purely based on, I didn't touch the pitch from like pre-season, July, end of pre-season, all the way until October didn't touch the pitch at all wasn't even on in the team like it was it was crushing me it was killing me and I remember I went I went there with another lad from my agency and he was he was obviously also English mm. and he was playing he was playing they loved him they absolutely adored him they loved him they loved him and I couldn't once again get my head around like I know I'm not rubbish mm. I'm obviously football is a matter of opinion so I said to myself I can maybe they Obviously, they do rate me to give me a contract, but I have to work harder to get yeah. into the team. Yeah, cool. So um, that was absolutely killing me. And yeah. once again, I remember, like, the boy doesn't even know. So if he sees this, he's going to be shocked. Um, I remember, like, going back into our... We shared a, a room together in the house. I remember going back to our room and just crying. He'd be sleeping at night. I was, again, I'm crying. I'm crying. I'm crying. I'll go to the toilet and I'm crying. Mm. And I'm 18 at this time. Yeah. Everybody else is, he was nine, he was a year older than me, he was 19. But yeah. in the team full of men, there were 25 year olds, 26 year olds, like yeah. big, big men with careers. And that kind of, that kind of phased me as in like, I was, I felt like belittled. I was kind of like, you know, not confident. Yeah. And I just remember like saying to myself, like, I remember on, my, on the phone to my agent, I said, I'm coming home. Like, I'm, I'm not doing this. I can't do this. Mm. They used to make me play for like the reserves. And that was just the worst thing ever. Standard was rubbish. Yeah. And once again, like, them worries came back into my mind of, am I going to be a professional footballer? Like, what's the point of all this? Like, I should just quit. You know? yeah. And it's like, going back to what, um, what you was with your story about the anxiety. And I say to myself, like, I'm not, I'm not good enough. I'm rubbish. Yeah. I'll go training. I, I don't want to be at training, you know. I don't want to be here. And I'm scared. It got to a point where, like, I was even scared to just, like, pass the ball because I thought I wasn't good enough. Yeah. And then it got, it, got, it got really that bad. But once again, nobody knew because it's like, I had a mask. So, like, when I'm getting to training, I'm smiling, I'm battling with the boys, whatever. Yeah. When I'm with the boy I'm sharing the house with, I'm, I'm laughing, I'm smiling, whatever. But when I'm by myself... Like, it's an, I'm a complete different person. Like, you wouldn't even know it's me. And, like, it was killing me, killing me, killing me. I didn't even, like, didn't even tell my parents, like, any of this mm. at all. And on top of that, we wasn't even getting um, our payments paid properly. So, obviously, you're supposed to get, like, your monthly salary. Yeah. And, obviously, Eastern Europe, crazy kind of place, isn't it? Mm. And they would, like, pay us here and there and whatever and you're thinking to yourself like i'm in another man's country once again i'm black mm. um i'm 18 like what what can i do like my hands were tired i couldn't do anything except like wait it out yeah so um i remember there was a cup game 
And obviously I was on the bench and the centre-back got injured and managers told me, he's at warm-up. So I've gone to warm-up, but this is probably one of the worst warm-ups I've ever done. I've just like, I've ran like probably two metres, mm. did a quick stretch, yeah. like did a quick one like that, like that. <laughs> and like, 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 I didn't want to play. I didn't want to be there like at yeah. all. Like I just hated it. Then I got onto the pitch and um, literally that's probably like, Till this day, the best 45 minutes I've ever played, like, in my life, like, ever. Man. And I remember, like, after that, the manager's, like, he's put his arms around me. And obviously, he can't speak no no English at all. But yeah. he's just, like, he, he's saying, good, 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 good. <laughs> so, like, uh, and I'm, like, and I'm smiling. I go into the changing room. And, like, the players were, like, they were almost shocked because they haven't really seen me play properly, innit? Yeah. So they were, like, oh, like, you're a good player, you're a good player. And like, just like all that compliments and everything yeah. started to make me feel much better. Yeah. And I remember going to training, going to training and feeling much better about myself and more positive about myself. Yeah. And then um, we had a league match and I remember starting, obviously I'm centre-back, six foot four, and he started me, but he started me left back. And I thought, what? Oh, left back? But I, I didn't care because... I'm starting. I'm starting my first professional game. Yeah. And um, and yeah, like literally after that, I just played like game week in week out, week in week out, week in week out, and like yeah, it was like it was, it was coming to the end of it. It was like the best thing, best thing ever. Like I loved it so much. Like I wish I could go back, you know, without the money problems, whatever. But yeah, in terms of after when I had that weight off my shoulders, it was like the best feeling ever. You know, playing. Like we play in some stadium with like some crowds and you're on TV, you know, like it's proper, proper good. Yeah. But like going back, obviously touching on the mental health side is like this one really, really was hard because I couldn't go, I couldn't go to my teammates because they didn't speak English. Mm. Couldn't go to my manager. Couldn't they? He not a single word of English. <laughs> um, like it, it's crazy. Like and I, I, I wouldn't say I had no one because the guy I was staying with. Me and him, we started to talk more because yeah. we was in a room before seven. We started to talk mm. and we started to like say like how we felt and you know like what we're gonna do next. And once again, like it's it's literally just about, especially for us boys in football, it's just about being brave enough. And like that's the that's the the um, the crucial word, being brave. Just to, like just what's the word? Um, vent how you feel like literally just what's on your mind what's on your chest like just say it because i promise you after that conversation you're going to feel better like no way about it you're going to feel much better because and you might be shocked because the guy you're speaking to or the person you're speaking to they might be going through the exactly same thing as you yeah. the exact exactly the same thing mm-hmm. and he what i was going through in slovenia he he had a season before that he was playing in serbia and what I was going through, he was going through. He went through, sorry. So he knew how I felt. He he looked after me, even taught me the language, because he could speak the language. So I, I learned like how to speak the language. And um, and yeah, like just speaking to him and being with him 24-7, it just felt I just started to feel much better, just so much better, like yeah. in, in another country. Yeah. Um, one question I want to touch on that popped up in there. So you see. Obviously, you're in Slovenia now. You're doing all your training and stuff. Yeah. 
how did you find adjusting to the fact that, like, you see when you're in training, mm-hmm. you and Gaffer's trying to uh, explain drills and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. How did you find that? Because for me, I can only imagine that would make me so nervous in case <laughs> I got it wrong because you don't understand. Mm. Like, how did, well, you, how did you deal with that? Well, I used to do, yeah. I still do it to this day, it? Like, when, whenever... Even the team right now, but whenever there's a drill, passing drill, whatever, I go to the back of the line. Yeah. And I'm just I'm just looking, I'm looking at oh that's how you do it out cool, yeah, yeah, like literally back of the line. Like honestly, it was crazy. I follow, I do exactly the same. I follow and yeah. whoever's in the front of the queue, I'll watch what they do until they get back to where I am. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, hey, all right, cool. <laughs> hey, that's so funny. That's I literally that is exactly exactly what I do. No matter how even when I'm like 25, 26, when I'm a big man, I'll keep on doing that no matter what. Yeah. But, um but yeah, with on that well, what you just said, um yeah, I would do that also. Mm. And um there was times where I, I messed up in a drill and you know they'll get angry at me and tell me that obviously Eastern Europeans, they're very aggressive. You're very aggressive people, very aggressive. And they'll say, oh, like, do this, do this. You're not not doing it properly, blah, blah, blah. But I've always, it sounds kind of like cocky, but I've always believed in my ability, you know. Mm. Even if I have a bad session or a bad game, I always know, like, what I'm on and what what I'm capable of. Like, nobody can tell me that I'm not good enough. Yeah. People might say I'm not good enough for a certain level. That's opinions, but I always know. That's one thing that I'm glad that I have and I've I've installed in myself is I always know like you know you're a good player. Like yeah. you, I will go on to do like good things. Hopefully, in it. Mm. So in that sense, um, that just came from I'll say like my like my self confidence. Yeah. You know, even though it, it did, it did crush me at times because mm. as I said, I'll be scared to even pass the ball two yards because I'm scared I don't want to make a mistake. Yeah. And like when I first kind of joined the, the club, the players they loved um the other player that I was with and his name is called Ben. They loved him and I kind of got excluded out of like the group because they it's kind of weird yeah like in that culture it's like if you're if you was a if you were like they rate you as a footballer mm. they're gonna be like onto you like oh like how are you how oh, blah 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 yeah. but if they didn't really date you they wouldn't even like say hello to you when you're walking through the changing room or something do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. so um, so yeah that, that that crushed me um like a lot like yeah. a lot yeah right. um so well that would lead me on to well you kind of touched on it i feel like my second question was going to be like how did your environment help you but i guess kind mm. of like, you've ex- you've explained that throughout like yeah. how- the environment you like you've had one or two good people around you within the mm-hmm. club and then you've got your friends outside yeah. um yeah. who are obviously professional players, Premier League clubs or doing this, this and that. Um so I feel like that your the environment that you was in was probably helping you other than digs yeah. at sixteen, I guess. Yeah. That was the yeah. only time where the environment probably wasn't helping you, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that environment was if I could exp- toxic that was like that was the word like proper it was like I was being suffocated and like all that water was above my head and I couldn't breathe yeah. I just wanted to, I just wanted to just honestly I wanted to scream like scream, scream like a girl that's what I wanted to do like it was crazy honestly crazy it was just 
every single day there was a problem every single day there was a problem but also like if i can like i want to say something um away from myself like looking back at it now and dealing with mental health and talking to other people within my teammates at yeovil and they'll probably see this yeah mm. i 100 i 100 know that there was players that i was playing with who were going through it like i think they were going through it really really bad because Obviously, I won't name, not name any names, of course not. But there was players. So that like when I was a second year and the first years came up, we had this Italian manager, proper, proper Italian, like a Conte, like shouting. And if you do something wrong or if he doesn't like you, he'll make it known. But if he loves you, you he'll make it known. So that like a lot of these first years, hmm. they wasn't confident. Yeah. They wasn't playing on the pitch. This manager, he would literally go to players and be like, you're not ready for football, go play and go to school or something like that. And looking back at it now, like these these players, like I know they was going through like rough stages and rough patches. And the only thing like I wish I could have done was almost like speak to them. Mm. And that's another thing as well, is like if you don't if you don't know what's the word? Oh like they always say like check up on your friends and Ask friends, are you okay? But I could have asked these players, are oh, like, are you okay? Like, mm. don't worry about X, Y, Z. But I still think they could have lied to my face. The same way I used to do it as well. People be like, when I was going through it, and you probably could relate as well, oh, like, Cameron, are you okay? Like, oh, how are you today? And you'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. You know, I'm same old, same old me, whatever. Like, them type of sayings. But like, deep, deep down, you just wish... You could have, you know, said, "Oh no, do you know what? I'm not feeling it. I'm struggling." Or, yeah, you no, know, genuinely, I think I probably lived my life like that until I was probably 19. I reckon. I went. Yeah. I went through my whole life like being seen as like the bubbly kid, and I always wanted to yeah. be happy and smile and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I'm at school, when I'm at football, I'm that player. But mm. little do they know, from when I leave my house to when. I'm going to football. I'm dreading it. I'm worried. Um, and even when I when I get home from school and I'm in my room and I'm like telling myself yeah. to be a professional footballer and all of this. And then mm -hmm. I did like genuinely to this day, like when I said when I like when I tell people, I, re I hardly speak to people about my like my football career now. But like I genuinely say to them, like you see how people people make up their excuse like, oh, I got injured, that's why I'm not a pro. Yeah, 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 yeah. I say to people, I say, like, I genuinely I believe that I could have been a footballer and a great footballer, but my mental health just simply didn't allow me. And mm. as I get older, I come to terms with that because it, yeah. it was only last year, it was like I just sat down and I just thought like think about every club you've been to Mm -hmm. League, Sunday League, Saturday League, and professional level, and and think about what happened there. I never got released. Mm -hmm. I, never, I never, and I deeped it. I like I genuinely like deeped it. I never, <laughs> I never did bad. Like hardly ever did bad. I never, I never yeah. got released. I never ha really had any negative like critique. Um, I always had great feedback from coaches and everything. And I sat there and it genuinely, it just slapped me in my face. I was like, it's actually me. And it was my head. Like, and I, yeah. feel, I feel so much better for it now because it's like, but like, uh, you know how it is. It's like, you know, when, like, for me, 
I feel like if I had a bit of self-confidence and I believed in myself, mm-hmm. it would be a whole different story. Mm-hmm. I think even though now, what I tell people when people like, that seems that same situation where I said, I know that could have been, but confidence just isn't there. I tell people, I say, but you've got to be okay with that. Because now yeah. I'm okay with that because now I can help people on their journey Mm-hmm. And I can give people my experiences and make it okay to, to like to tell people you can have all the ability in the world. Mm-hmm. But head's not there. The mm-hmm. feet aren't going to be there. Of course. And, yeah. and, and I hate I hate to break that, but if if yeah, like I said, if the head isn't there, the feet aren't going to be there. So no, it's true. I, like, I don't doubt one hundred percent. I could have been. I could have been up there. Yeah. And uh, I have to come to terms with that. Like, and I tell mm-hmm. you that, like, especially the young kids now, I'm like, make sure you enjoy it because yeah, I, 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 I fell out of love with football for a long time. Mm-hmm. Every game I played, all I was playing for was to get a contract, or all I was playing for was to get scouted or anything like that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the one thing I say to people now. I say, listen, enjoy it, play your football, oh, yeah, yeah. and if it happens, it happens. But if it doesn't, <clears throat> don't sit and reminisce on it. Enjoy mm-hmm. for how it is because yeah. it's always going to serve you for as long as you can play it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's true. Yeah. yeah it's true. 100%. Like, even also, like, I want to ask you a question as well. Like, do you think, like, there's enough being done for, like, young players, not even just in professional, like, like let's say non league, Saturday league, Sunday league, whatever, or guys trying to get a scholarship, whatever? Do you think there's enough support or help being done because like you said obviously the kid who killed himself you know that man's sick like I don't there's know there's not 100% not. I, hate, I, I hate to break it but there's not uh, mm. I don't even think there's anything close like really, yeah because even when like footballers feel like they have to be like that alpha male do you know what I mean like you've got to be yeah. hard yeah. to buy yeah like smashing people left, right, and centre. <laughs> like walking into the change room, like um, like the, the big, the Billy Big Bollocks and all. Yeah. That. But what they got to remember is that when we leave them changing rooms, we're we're men and we're human. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Else. We're not we're not superheroes. We don't we don't just have like this block. And I think the higher up level you get, the more hate you get. Like. Mm-hmm like playing in them stadiums and you've got people oh, I'm nasty yeah. to you and I'm sure you probably experienced some sort of racism in Slovenia. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's professional clubs, non-league clubs, Sunday league clubs. I think Sunday league do the most to help people. And that's really because it should be the other way. The other way, yeah, yeah. I think Sunday league has the biggest support system for people mm. because mm. it's relatable and it's community-based and You've got people yeah. around you that are enjoying it, but the higher mm-hmm. up you get, I just don't think there is, there's not, they're not supporting them. You go to training, you train, and then you leave. It's yeah. Very that, it's very rare that you hear about coaches and professional clubs offering like sort of like an extra curriculum. Like if you're struggling, go and see this therapist. Or if you're struggling, have two days off. You won't be in the squad this yeah. weekend, but if you come back in two days and you feel better, then. Maybe no. that's, maybe that's better for us because you're in the best you're in the best prime like mindset you can be, so then you're going to play better. Of course, yeah. It's very rare you hear about 
um, players come like players coming out like, and then obviously a couple of years back, Danny Rose come back and said yeah. how he was suffering from depression. Yeah, that was that was a positive movement. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like platforms like Rising Ballers, mm. they're doing good things on their Instagram. Of course, um, yeah, because they're always supporting start like. Mm-hmm. The young, the young kids, and mm-hmm. people in the professional game and outside of the professional game, and mm-hmm. that's that's like uh, a further support system. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but I think within the pre- professional environment, non-league environment, um, non-league is very toxic. Like oh. it's, it's like you've got it's different people, ball game, man. Yeah, you've got like people that are kind of sour that they're not pro, so. <sighs> But like even like down to the viciousness and like the tackles and yeah, yeah. like the things like you hear people saying to other people and like you just think, whoa, this, <laughs> this is a football like out like and it's so I think yeah I just I just I really don't think there is enough going on but one one thing I do think about every day is that how like the whole mental health spectrum within sport and everything in daily life is always on the rise. And it's only oh, yeah. bigger and bigger. So I think that's positive and we're mm-hmm. moving in the right direction, but maybe mm-hmm. not, not at the speed that we should be. Yeah, no, I, I agree with it 100%. And like, to touch on that, I'm thinking back, back in Yeovil, we had, well, did we have one? Yeah, we did have someone you can go and speak to, but it was literally, she will come every, like once every I, I want to say once every month or something like that. You know, she wouldn't be there twenty four seven. You know, Monday to Sunday, and like, I think, and I try to do it as well. You know, I try to speak to younger, mm. younger players, younger footballers, um, like trying to get scholarships or professional contracts or whatever, and I like try and give them advice. But I, I feel like there should be players, not players. There should be people at clubs who can relate to the players. So, for instance, let's say, like, someone like you went into, like, I don't know, let's say went into Yeovil under 18s. Yeah. And you said, look, lads, you can come to me if you want to, if you don't have to, whatever. I feel like there'll be more lads and players that will feel more warmer to you yeah. than someone who's gone to bloody Oxford University and got a degree in psychology and whatever, you know, because you, you can't... Like, this woman came in, she's very good at her job, but you're speaking... Her, and it's like she's a robot you're not getting what i'm trying to say to you you know you're not understanding you can't relate to what i'm saying so that's that's why i feel like there should be people in that type of like job role like you know someone for like you or let's say even someone like myself can go into a club and speak to these guys say that like you hit the nail on the head because one thing i say to people is that it's all good speaking to a therapist and yeah. but like you said, sometimes it does feel like you're speaking to a robot. Yeah. Like when you speak to a doctor, you get mm-hmm. a, like a, a knowledgeable response. Yeah. A knowledgeable response. Yeah. Whereas if you come and speak to somebody like me or you, who's been through it and mm-hmm. it's more relatable and I can tell mm-hmm. you what I did to survive it and all of this. And that's yeah, like, yeah. It's, there's one thing, it's all good having stats and statistics and having coping mechanisms and stuff, mm-hmm. but you cannot beat somebody with previous experience. Right, previous yeah. personal experience, you can't, you can't because they've been there, they've done that. 
that therapist that's talking to you, that's helping to you, might not ever relate to you because no. yeah. they've never been through that. And of course, yeah. Honestly, I feel like you have a great you have a great point there. And it's something that I have I've got it written in my notes, like how can you like being more relatable? And that's why I wanted to do the podcast. Because now mm-hmm. this podcast could be therapy for, for, for some people. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know why? Because people might listen to this and might be young footballers who went through the same thing. Mm-hmm. So from this, they can hear what I did when I was struggling, what you did when mm-hmm. you were struggling, mm-hmm. and then they can learn from that. Do you know what of I mean? Course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can hear that, yeah. So I thought honestly, you have a great point there because as well, like it's all fine and dandy talking to them, and yeah, they're professionals at what they do, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'd rather speak to somebody who's went through what I went through or something similar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and you feel like you can you can like, reach them more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, 100%, man. No, I agree with you, 100%. Um, I've got one question for you to finish up on. Go on. If you could go back to, if you could walk into the room next to you, Gary, <laughs> who was crying in the bed, not wanting anyone to know, mm. what would you tell him? What advice would you give him? Uh, uh, I'll say... Like, be man enough and be brave enough to go, like, seek help. Like, pick up the phone, call your best friend, pick up the phone, call your mum, call your dad, your brother, and, like, cry on the phone to them rather than crying crying by yourself in the bed or wherever or in the toilet or whatever. Like, like, don't don't be afraid. It's not going to make you less of a man or less of an alpha or make you any weak like no one's gonna because i used to think if somebody saw me mentally weak they'll see me weak on the pitch yeah i won't get picked because oh he's a he's a baby he's a crybaby or he's you can't you can't hack it or whatever so like i would like definitely just tell myself like tell talk to your friends Mm. like speak to your friends and it's almost like i do it i still do it till today and my friends are going to see this like i'm i'm killing myself here but if I don't feel right about something or like something's on my mind or I'm struggling with something, mm. I wouldn't directly go to my friend and be like, oh, like, bro, like, you know, like, I'm kind of struggling with this or mm. I would do it in like a a jokey sort of yeah. a sort of way. Like, I'll ask them like a, I'm trying to, I'm trying to put it like into perspective, perspective. Like, I would be like, okay, let's talk, um, let's say if I've got released now from Yeovil, mm. I would go to my mate and be like, Oh, like, what would you do, like, if you if you're playing football for this long and then like, you got really, like, you know what I mean? Like, what would you do if you did that? Like, you know, like, yeah. and my boy would be like, um, I don't know really, but I'll do X, Y, Z. But then, like, secretly, I'm taking notes in my head, like, okay, like, this is the I'm venting to you, but I'm gonna you you don't know that I'm doing it to you. Like, I do that all the time, especially with my, my best my best mate now. Like, I I'll be on face. Like, I have like I love a lot of I have a lot of friends, sorry, but. All my friends, as I said, I will spend like two hours on the phone to my mate who plays football. I'll spend two hours on the phone to my mate who um who does music or raps. I spend yeah. two hours on the phone to my mate who goes who goes university and is and is working. Yeah. Like I spend so much time on the phone to them, and then eventually like we're we're venting to each other, but we don't even know, yeah. you know. And it's like and it's yeah. crazy. So like I definitely tell my like my old self or my myself in the past like. 
it's important to and and also yeah if somebody says like how are you feeling don't just say oh yeah same old me because the same way you said oh like people know you as like like the bubbly kind of person that's like the same with me like in my friendship groups like if you ask them they'll be like yeah jerry is like the, the funny one the bubbly one the one who had his head screwed on from young he knows what he wants you know that's what people would say yeah. describe me mm. so I, I would say like if somebody asks you to ask you sorry how do you feel just tell the truth you know it's don't there's no perception of how how people are going to see you no one's going to see you any weaker and and if they do like leave them that's how they want to see you that's that's it I, at the end of the day like your mental well-being is the most important thing especially for the career that I do football mm. you know you have to be mentally stable it might actually be clear so that I'll, I'll definitely tell myself that and also just just keep going like you're not gonna one thing I always say as well is you're not gonna feel like this forever it's impossible you can't feel down for the rest of my life like let's say I live I'm 21 now let's say I, I live for another 80 years touch wood I'm not for 80 years I'm not gonna feel depressed I'm not gonna feel down yeah I might feel depressed and down for some people it might be a year some people a week a day even some people 10 minutes yeah. but i promise you you're not going to feel this way for the rest of your life so that's that's one thing i just yeah these are the things i'll definitely say to myself yeah 100 well gary uh i think well for me personally i think that's definitely one of one of the best episodes that we've had so far i appreciate it bro and, and i think you know what, what what's sat with me right now is that how i've never spoke to you before and yeah we like we've only had like mutual contact for probably I'd say mm. three months, mm. um, but like I think that shows the power of talking to people because we've man. Yeah. Him, like we've known each other for our whole life. Like it's so, crazy, isn't it? Yeah. On behalf of me and the people that are going to listen to this, um, thank you, thank you for being brave enough to open up your open up to us and tell us your story. Um, That's good. Yeah. Definitely an, uh, an inspirational one. And obviously, good luck with all of your football. Um, Thank you. Keep working, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate it, man. Peace, bro. Nice one, Jerry. See you soon. Cheers, cheers. Take yeah, care. Bye.